for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and we have reached week 15, the final quarter, the fourth quarter of the 2022 regular season. The New York Giants are 7-5-1. They are smack dab in the middle of the NFC playoff picture. Raise your hand if you would have signed up for that. Those of you who don't have your hands up are lying. That's the good news. Well, the concerning news is the fact that the Giants have won only one game since their bye. They've gone from 6-2 and two to now 7-5-1. and one. There are teams breathing down their neck, the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions... Those teams are looking to take spots, not necessarily tiebreakers, because of that tie that the Giants and the Commanders had at MetLife Stadium just two weeks ago. So after 70 minutes of knotted football, if you will, the Commanders and the Giants will do it again Sunday night in Landover, Maryland, at FedEx Field. It's the biggest game for the Giants in six years. I think the last game that mattered this much to the Giants was the game against the Cowboys when Odell Beckham Jr. caught a pass, scored a touchdown. Jack Rabbit Jenkins shut down Des Bryant that night, and... The Giants beat Dak Prescott and Des Bryant and the rest of the Cowboys 10-7 in their run to the playoffs in Ben McAdoo's first season. But you can make the argument that this is even more important for a game because of what it means to Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, potentially, who both of whom could be facing their final month as Giants. We don't know that. I don't expect Barkley to be elsewhere. I'm not sure about Daniel Jones. I wrote about Daniel Jones on NorthJersey.com and throughout the network. So you can go to NorthJersey.com, read my story, or go to my links that I post on the Twitter account, at Art underscore Stapleton. Also, if you're looking to subscribe, it'd be a great gift, not just to me, but for someone else. Digital subscriptions to NorthJersey.com. You can go to the subscription page and take advantage of the latest deals in the holiday season. But it's Giants-Washington. And I don't sense the type of juice that I expected from the Giants fan base. And we'll get to that in a minute. Today's guest, it's a good week to be Ryder Anderson. Undrafted rookie from Indiana by way of Ole Miss. And Ryder was a rookie minicamp tryout, ended up earning a contract. And now, in week 15, he has been added to the active roster. 
signed a two-year contract with the Giants on Wednesday night. And he's a great story. He's a great kid. Did a story on him back in the summer. Talked to the coaches about him. Andre Patterson, defensive line coach. Brian Cox, the assistant defensive line coach. You could just tell the players really like Ryder Anderson, respect him, respect the work he's doing. He knows how to do it the right way. And he had been elevated for the third time from the practice squad against the Eagles, got his first career sack. And even though it was a blowout loss, the Giants had to make a call and they were not going to let Ryder Anderson hit the market So they have added him to the active roster. Ellerson Smith goes on IR with an Achilles issue. Uh, He just can't seem to dodge the injury bug. And now Ryder Anderson is on the active roster. We'll see how much of a role he has Sunday night if he's active. Uh, I would expect him to be active. I would think the Giants want as many defensive linemen in the game as they can have against that rushing attack from the Commanders. Also, with Leonard Williams being a limited participant in practice with that shoulder injury after missing the Eagles game, I would think they want some insurance for Leonard Williams. So I think you'll enjoy my interview with Ryder. We did it in the locker room uh, because there's a a little thing up until after practice today, uh, even though we knew and reported yesterday that Ryder was being signed to the active roster, it wasn't official by the Giants until today around 4 o'clock that he was officially added. So there's stuff about, you know, formally interviewing guys on the practice squad out in uh, our normal area where we do our podcast interviews. So we made it work in the locker room. We were at Ryder's locker. uh, And it was a great scene afterwards. Ryder kind of playing around with some teammates and they were really getting on him uh, because they had just found out that he was signed to the active roster. So it says a lot for the kid. And I say kid, but you know, young man for me, look, he's a kid uh, essentially could be my kid. Uh, And, you know, it says a lot for him that he didn't go around, you know, bragging about being signed to the active roster. It did happen last night, uh, but his teammates started finding out about it and, uh, they were playing around. Uh, Tyree Phillips was was real happy. Um, you know, guys just kind of dabbing him up a little bit. So uh, good for Ryder Anderson. I think you'll enjoy his story. So we'll have that interview, and then I'll come back and I'll give you my preview uh, for this week's game. I will be down in Landover. And, you know, look, I don't want to say the season's on the line, but things are going to be a lot harder to believe in the Giants to get to the postseason if they lose Sunday night against Washington. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Ryder Anderson. He ended up, as a rookie tryout, going to the Green Bay Packers the week after the draft. And then two weeks after the draft is when the Giants had their rookie minicamp. So we talked about that. And we talked about just his journey in general and making plays and staying consistent was a huge thing for Anderson. And now he's on the active roster. In terms of the grind, 
how much have you learned this season? How much have you been aware of what it was going to be like week to week, not really knowing what your role was going to be? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I learned that I learned just pretty pretty early on in in the in my process here, just that you just gotta just just put your head down and work and keep your emotions even throughout the ups and the downs. You know, you can't ride the emotional roller coaster because it's gonna be lows, it's gonna be highs, but you just have to remain consistent. And coach coach had mentioned that word consistency in a team meeting um, that was a couple weeks ago and it's just stuck with me ever since you know just that, I don't know that's just a really powerful word for me because because I already been experiencing a lot of ups and downs like bro just gotta stay consistent so that's been my main thing you know just staying consistent and just trying to keep on showing up and be, be a just keep on working to be someone that everyone can rely on and know what they're gonna get you know same hard work and everything that I've been given so yeah that's pretty much now you, I, I, you know, from talking to you even back in the summer and mm-hmm. back when rookie minicamp rolled around and you had your tryout, I mean, this was never a situation where it was a linear thing for you. It right. wasn't like you, you know, you got out of the draft, you knew exactly where you were going to go. Yeah. Take me back a little bit. I mean, because I would imagine, you know, draft comes, phone doesn't ring, and you're sitting there trying to plot out the rest of your immediate future how do you deal with that who do you lean on and what kind of advice did you get at that point man I just that was that was tough man I just I just really you know I'm I'm sitting there with my with my brother and my dad well all my brothers and my dad and my mom and we're just like you know they they just knew I was upset you know they could just already tell you know whenever my phone didn't ring and my phone didn't ring after, like, you know, no free agent, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know if I, I'm thinking, I don't even know if I'm going to get opportunity, you know? And um, so now I'm just upset, man. I'm just, just don't even know what to think. But then, you know, here comes, uh, here comes my agent. He calls me. He's like, you know, we got some teams that, that want you to come try out in their uh, mini camps. And I was just like, you know, I told my brother, and he's just like, shoot, that's your opportunity, you know, and you know so, sometimes it's it's hard because you know that a lot it's a it's a connotation that that's like it's like a bodies thing, you know what I'm saying? Bringing you in just to fill the bodies, but uh, he was like, yeah, you know, you, you can't you can't look at it like that, you know, you just gotta go in there and just be the same guy that you've been to get here so far, and just work. And so now, didn't you go to Green Bay first yeah. before here? So you went through a rookie minicamp yeah. and basically were told, hey man. Thanks for coming, but it's not going to work out right now. Yeah, basically, you know, I I went to Green Bay. Did I, I did really well? You know, the coaches liked me and stuff, but you know, sometimes that's just not enough. And uh, yeah, they're just like, keep your phone on you. Might call you, but thanks for coming. The following week, you had already committed to go to the Giants, right? But were there any other teams that wanted you to come that second week to try out? Um. It was it was like it was like two more other teams, but I can't remember which ones. How did you end up coming here? Why would you come here? Why did you come here? You thought that was the best opportunity? Uh, I just I literally didn't even know what to what to think. I was just like I literally just asked my agent what where he recommended that I go, and he was like I think uh, I think you should go to New York. And so I just trust just trust him. You know, he has stuck with me throughout the whole process and stuff like that. The ups and downs of my process. So I was like I just trusted him on it. Was there a time from when you first got here 
to when you sign that contract. Shout out Ross Jones. Stay here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to yeah, shout out the agent, shout man. my boy out, man. No doubt. <laughs> um, but was there a time in the summer where that you can recall that you remember, you know what, I, I, can, I can do this, I can be here, whatever doubts that you may have had were kind of subsiding because of the way you were working here? Um, I felt like I felt like I could be here, you know, from 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 the jump. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I felt like I had a place in the, in in the NFL. I've always felt like that. Yeah. You know, just I just I just had that belief in myself. That's where a lot of the disappointment came from. Whenever you know things weren't shaking out how I may have wanted them to at the time, but you know, just like definitely as I as I every time I just made the cuts, every time I just you know was just more encouragement to just keep on going, just to go harder. And stuff like that, and that was that was mainly you know just each 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 milestone each, each time that we cut down and I and I come in and my locker's still here. I was like, let's keep it going, bro. Now you had said in the summer that a big thing for you was the fact that the veterans kind of took you in. That yes. they were not, you know, they didn't shy away from giving you tips. Um, what did that make you feel like when you've got guys who are established like Leo and Dex? Especially, and then you, you know, I'm sure Jelly was involved, Jelly mm-hmm. Ellis, and um, you know, guys that were just kind of taken to you because of the way you worked. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you asked what was what really, what was the, what did it mean to you the fact that those guys were willing to kind of open up their games to you? And it meant it meant everything to me. I'm not gonna lie, like I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what to expect from them. I didn't know how they were going to be, you know what I'm saying? We're all strangers to each other at this point. Well, they they known each other a little bit, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're in a new room. and But they were just like, that just kind of like, that was one of my one of my biggest just like things I was so grateful for whenever I got here. That's how I just knew. I was like, yeah, like this is this is a good place for me because everyone was just willing to help me, you know what I'm saying? Like they, like if it was anything that they could give me, They'll give it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're not withholding anything. You know? Did like, you pick up anything from their games? You know, that, in terms. Dude, I, I, I've learned so much just from being in that. From you know, Coach Dre is an established coach. Right. Brian you know Cox what I'm isn't so bad. Yes, no. yes. Coach Cox, established coach. They're well known uh, in this league, and uh, the uh, and then I, I got guys like Leo, Dex, Jelly, all been in the league for many years and doing really well. So. It's like I literally just I, I absorb everything, you know what I'm saying? Just and then I, what helps a lot too is like Leo's like a big guy, kind of like me, you know, long arms and stuff like that. So it's like that, you know. I can only learn so much. I, I can learn, but I can only learn so much when we watching like Aaron Donald, you know what I'm saying? Right. With the times you were up, when did you find out in that week? I mean, you you might have an idea just based off. Okay, I might begin some more reps. Okay, maybe I'm getting more reps than I usually did. Uh, but uh, officially, like Friday. So you really, uh, you basically found out your assignments that Friday, every week. No, essentially. I, I knew my assignments, you know, because it's like I'm, I'm preparing, like I'm good, you know what I'm saying? I understand. So it's like, like I, I know if I was to be active, I know what my role would be. I got you. You know, but it's just like knowing for sure, like. You know, like like my family wasn't able to come to any of those games because it's like right. you know order flights. Do we order flight? You know, so we just you so know. they haven't been to any games. They've been to a preseason right? game. They had to cancel a preseason one. Right. So they yeah. weren't at any of the games that you've been called up for because, like you said, yeah, right. Because it's just kind of you don't know, you know. So there are travel itineraries in the future here for yeah, Ryder's we're, family. We're probably gonna try. We'll probably try to get them out. Get them out to you know 
Let's see. I don't even really know our schedule because I just yeah I just be I told you I'd be focused on on, on the next game. But uh, you know I probably look at home game. Yeah, I probably yeah next home game. Let's just see. See, maybe we can get them out here. I'm sure they love to come to my games and stuff like that. Like, even in college and stuff like that, they come to, like, all the ones that they can. Right. And uh, so, yeah, they'll love to come to a game. For you to go into a game at Washington uh, after last week and that experience, what's that like? You know, my opportunities, you know, finally here to co- to contribute and, you know, to go out there and play. So, you know, I'm just I'm just really excited. You know, I feel blessed. I feel, you know, I'm grateful to be up here. And I just want to, you know, just go out there and just do my job. And then, you know, just, like I said, be someone that my teammates can rely on. Like, that's just, that's everything to me right now. Did you take a moment with your parents over the last 48 hours or so to kind of talk about what this means and go back in time for when you sat there in the spring and where you were to get to this point? Yeah, man. Uh, we got on FaceTime last night and just just talked for a minute. And, you know, they, they understand. You know, they understand a lot that I've been through. Um, so it's just... It's just a, it, it was just, you know, really special just... I was I was happy that I could make them that uh, you know see, seeing the joy see, seeing their joy and stuff like that that made me happy because they've also invested a lot into me you know what I'm saying time money everything love everything so um, just be, just being able you know it's just kind of like a moment that we could all share together. You know? Were you back in the spring? Was there ever a moment where you never where you thought that this might not come? Um. No, I see your face. I, you didn't want to think it. It's just, I just didn't know, you know? I just, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to, like, allow my mind to go one way or the other. You know, I was just, it's like I said, like, it's just kind of the mindset that I had to have was just, like, taking it day by day. And, like, whenever I asked, uh, it was kind of funny because I was asking, um, even whenever I was at Green Bay, like, vets and stuff like that that I might have been talking to. I even sat next to a coach and I and I just asked him, I was like, yo, like, you know, you got any tips for me? Rookie coming in trying to make it? What you got for me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I got that answer a lot. It's just let's just take it day by day. I got that that was like the most consistent answer that I got. And then coming here, same thing. That's the most consistent answer I got. So that's what I did, man. I just took it day by day. I didn't try to worry about am, am I gonna am I dang I'm not good, bad, day by day, man. Last thing, and I appreciate it, and obviously, you know, congratulations to you getting here. I feel like I've been part of your journey a little bit from yeah, the summer man. when we talked. I mean, Already. But, um, One of the OGs. After, after you're getting your first career sack, do you feel like this is something to build on now, that you're not just getting a uniform on game day, but that you can contribute to this team? No, for sure, you know. Just, um, it's like I said, I... I want to be, you know, someone that that my teammates and my coaches can rely on. So, um, you know, I, I I feel like, you know, with the proper prep, preparation, you know, what I'm saying that I can go out there and, and contribute, you know, and help. So that's that's my goal, really. You know, Ryder Anderson. Good luck on Sunday night, man. Appreciate you, man. Always. Thanks again to Ryder Anderson for joining me today. Could tell he was really fired up. I, I, you know, I. I know it's not on video, but I think you could hear the emotion in his voice. 
you know, he's taken a, a long journey. And like he said, even though he didn't admit that he thought he might not get that opportunity in the NFL, you know, when you're an undrafted free agent and that phone doesn't ring and you play a position that, you know, look, teams have got to fall in love with your profile. He's worked and worked and worked to get this opportunity. And you could just tell the, you know, like I said, the emotion, the the relief, the gratitude that he had. Um, and it's great to hear him talking about the FaceTime that he did with his family. You know, here's a family who's following along essentially on, on Twitter and uh, watching the games that they can when he's in it. Now, Ryder was called up in week five against the Ravens, actually week six against the Ravens. And then week seven, he was called up. He was a practice squad elevation against the Jaguars in Jacksonville, two wins. And then uh, he played a total of 11 snaps on defense, no snaps on special teams. And then he had to wait another seven weeks before he got a call up from the practice squad. Think about that. And that's what he's talked about, you know, staying consistent and just doing his assignments every week and really not finding out until Friday whether or not he was up or down. And that's a lot to take. You know, granted, guys on the practice squad, it's a life that you live that's, you know, not as glamorous as people might think. Now, granted, he's in the NFL, but, you know, he had to work and work and work in practice, then gets the opportunity last week, called up starts the game against the Eagles. Now it was 48-22 blowout, but he gets his first sack in 37 defensive snaps. You know, that's 54% of the snaps. You're talking about a guy who played 8% and 8% and now 54%. So the Giants clearly like what they saw. They're bringing him up. Let's see if he's active on Sunday night and then how big of a role he has. Uh, but again, a great story, and I hope you enjoyed uh, my interview with Ryder. Now on to the game itself, Sunday night. Look, it's the rematch. This is quarter number five after four quarters and an overtime. That's where we're at. And, you know, I ended up writing earlier this week about Daniel Jones, and all eyes will be on Daniel Jones. I made the joke and the comparison and the analogy for Seinfeld fans. It was independent George and relationship George colliding, worlds colliding. And for Daniel Jones, it's FedEx Field Daniel against Primetime Daniel. 0-9 in nine career primetime games. The Giants have lost their last 11 primetime games. One of those was started by Eli Manning. In Philadelphia, in his final year, that was the game in which they hit Darius Slayton for two touchdowns in the first half, and then the Eagles came back and won. And then the game against the Cleveland Browns that in 2020 was flexed into Sunday Night Football. It was the Browns and the Giants, Joe Judge's first year, when the Giants were trying to make a run in the woefully inept NFC East that year. Uh, But... They ended up losing that game 20-6. to McCoy was the quarterback, not Daniel Jones. So, one of these things has to give on Sunday. And Daniel Jones plays extremely well at FedEx. He should be 3-0 and at FedEx. Uh, 
Uh, they had that game won last year, and that would have changed their primetime numbers as well. But obviously they made a couple bad plays down the stretch, and then the missed field goal by Washington, they get a reprieve when Dexter Lawrence was called for the penalty, and they end up kicking the field goal and winning the game. And that was really just a sign of things to come for the Giants in 2021. Close early on, and then things just fell apart for the rest of the season. Joe Judge out, now Brian Dable in. Now, Brian Dable has made a very big point. He's trying not to get too high off of this game and say it's their season. He's essentially said it's their se- It's a big game because it's the next one. You know, here's where Dable's coming from, in my opinion. You don't want to wake up Monday morning after losing to Washington and have your team go in a tank for three games because you basically told them this was their season. But you've got to ride the emotional wave here, and I think they will. I think Dable will find a way this weekend to kind of tap into his team uh, to get them to appreciate the urgency for the moment. Everything that happened the last time these two teams met is erased with a win on Sunday night. Whichever team wins is going to take a big step forward to the postseason. Now, can the loser squeeze into the postseason? Sure. Seattle and Detroit's fates will be tied up over the next couple weeks. We'll have to see how they play out. But if you're truly appreciating this game for what it is, this team has to win. Now, the biggest spot... The biggest thing that has to change from the first game to this one is, number one, the Giants can't turn the ball over early on, which they did against Washington. Number two, this interior offensive line has to find a way to stop Daron Payne and Jonathan Allen from wrecking the game. And I talked to Nick Gates, Mark Lewinsky, and Jonathan Feliciano about that. And I have a story on NorthJersey.com coming about what they felt about Payne and Allen and what they can do differently. You know, sometimes you play dominant players that are just better than you physically and can take advantage of you. So what do you do? And I thought their answers were very interesting. I think it does come down to you have to execute. You cannot get beat cleanly beat on plays, which they did. You have to put up more of a fight. And they have to scheme a little bit better. They have to make the blocks when they scheme up a good play. And that sounds simple, sounds simplistic, but that's the reality of NFL football, especially when you're playing players who can dominate a game like Allen and Payne did uh, the first time around. But if the Giants win this game... You're probably going to be able to point to that interior offensive line and say they played better than they did two weeks ago. Now, is it an advantage for Washington to have a bye last week? So now this is the next game that they're playing. It's really a continuation for Washington. It's an advantage if they come out and they take advantage of things that the Giants did poorly last time. But I do think that a part of this and part of the game plan has to be the acknowledgement that things that you thought would not have worked the last time and you kept it out of the game plan, and now you realize, you know what? Looking back on it, we should have gotten to these plays sooner 
or we should have gotten to this package or put this package in because we didn't anticipate Washington playing it this way. Those are the things that the Giants have to do in order to get better and get a better result. They need to be able to flip the switch on defense and say, this is how we're going to attack you now because we see how you attacked us the last time. You know, the bottom line is it was a tie. So Washington has things to clean up as much as the Giants do. And I think the Giants really look at that game as a loss, whereas Washington, because they were down 20-13, to because Feliciano's taunting penalty prevented the Giants from taking a field goal and a 10-point advantage, which I believe they would have gotten. Graham Gano had the wind at his back in that situation. You would anticipate that they would have gotten to a 10-point lead. And that with around six minutes to go or even less than that, it would have been difficult for Washington to win that game. But that didn't happen. Heineke took advantage with a beautiful fourth down play to get the ball down the field. They end up scoring the touchdown, tie the game at 20, and an overtime was really a back and forth. You could complain about what the Giants didn't do, whether they were not aggressive enough, which I don't believe that was the case at fourth and three. I believe punting was the right call there because field goal was not an option, and we ended up seeing that at the end of the game when Graham Gano missed that 58-yarder against the wind. It didn't have a chance. They knew it didn't have a chance. Unfortunately, it didn't. They had to take a shot. You had to try. So... We'll see. I think Jones has to attack more. I think Washington's front is talented enough where I'm not sure how big of an impact Chase Young has. He's supposed to return after what I believe is 21 games on the sideline after his ACL injury. So it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be very cold. The weather should be decent, should not have any precipitation. But, you know, look, FedEx Field is a dump, but the Giants have played well there. So it'll be very interesting to see how they respond. And while the playoffs likely will not be completely out of the mix, I think there's a part of this fan base that needs to learn how to win just like the team does. You have a segment of this fan base that doesn't know what it's like to have the Giants... in a position where they are going to challenge for the playoffs and really not necessarily be viewed as a contender for the Super Bowl or even the playoffs at some point. And I think that's a big part of this for the fans too. It's very easy to go backwards and say, ah, this team stinks, let's worry about the draft, we've screwed ourselves this year, the coaches are terrible... You know, you can go back that and keep that mentality because it's hard to believe that things have turned a corner. And the proof will be what the Giants do moving forward. We don't know if Joe Shane is the right general manager or Brian Dable is the right head coach or whatever they're going to do with quarterback or running back. Those are all questions that need to be answered. But this team has earned, I think, a little bit of your fandom. Why jump off the bandwagon? Why wouldn't you enjoy meaningful December games? 
Who knows where this team is going to go? I don't expect a Super Bowl. They don't either. I think there are people in that building who probably don't even expect this team to be in the playoffs because of all the deficiencies they have. But the reality is they're here. They've got this game that means everything to this season. Enjoy it. That's what I would say to Giants fans. You've spent how many years in a row clicking on Tankathon, rooting for teams to lose, rooting for other teams to win and your own to lose. Why not enjoy this? Enjoy it for what it is. Assess 2023 for what it is when it gets here. But right now, 2022 is on deck and you've got a big one. The biggest game of the week in the NFL involves the Giants. They made that point by putting it on Sunday Night Football. Now, you can make the argument about Buffalo and Miami. Totally get that. So if you want to say that Saturday night, Buffalo-Miami is on par, maybe a little ahead of Giants-Washington, okay, I can understand that. So it's 1A, 1B this week. Enjoy it, Giants fans. Go all in, because I know you want to. Don't worry about your heart breaking. If they break your heart, you know what? That's what being a fan is all about. Wake up Monday morning, reassess, see where your team is at, and go root for them again. It won't be the first time that your heart's broken by this team, and it won't be the last, but that's the part of being your, having your fandom and having your fan card. Don't give up on this team yet, because they've surprised you along the way. We'll stay all in. We will be in Landover, and we'll see you about a post-game podcast as well. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Everyone, enjoy the holiday season. All the best to you and yours, and we'll be back next week. We'll see if we can pump out a post-game podcast early Monday morning. Enjoy the show.